We get it. Attention spans just aren't what they used to be. Heads in social media and eyes on Netflix. But what do people do with their ears? Well, for one, they're listening to audio. Americans spend 4.4 hours with audio every day. Oh, and you want the proof? Well, you just sat through this ad that's now approaching 30 seconds. What could you say to a potential customer in 30 seconds? Let Odyssey put together a media plan tailor-made for your unique marketing needs. Advertise with Odyssey. Visit ads.odyssey.com. Call from mom. Answer it. Call silenced. Instacart knows nothing gets between you and the game. That's why they make ordering from your couch easy. Stock up today and get all your groceries for the week delivered in as fast as 30 minutes without missing a minute of the game. You have 47 new voicemails. Download the app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. Hey, it's Steve Sparky. 555 past the hour here on 1250 AM. The fan time for another Milwaukee sports time out. Joining us now is our guy, Tim Muma from Brewer Fanatic. Every time there's Brewers news, we tend to lean into Tim Muma to get his thoughts on it. And the latest Brewers news comes from a David Stearns press conference on Tuesday. Anxious to get Tim's thoughts. I want to give you uh, my thoughts as well. Uh, First initial reaction, I guess, from you, Tim, on David Stearns press conference on Tuesday. I'd say not too surprising. Uh, probably what a lot of people expected. Not going to give you a whole lot of, uh, you know, radio talk fodder. Uh, nothing that we probably haven't heard before. I think I was I was happy to hear him at least, you know, take accountability for the trade deadline and maybe not understanding the impact that the hater deal had. Not necessarily on the field, but saying, you know, in the clubhouse, it, it definitely had a ripple effect, and, and maybe they just weren't ready for that, which. Speaks a little bit to, uh, I think, what a lot of fans and even, you know, some of us who follow even closely than that, uh, we're kind of talking about. So, uh, again, it was good to hear that, that he took accountability that way. You know, and then you hear him talk about, well, the World Series is our aim and that you're like, well, you keep saying about bites at the apple and getting to the playoffs. So, uh, again, I'd say it's nothing that was too earth shattering and, and that uh, we wouldn't expect. The one thing that I had a question of is he kept mentioning there was a good core. They still have the core here. And uh, I guess somebody, I wish somebody would ask, well, who is the core exactly? Because I think that's hard to figure out with a team like the Brewers. I, I think a lot of this has to do with not even on the field stuff with that trade the, the line decisions. It was the fact that you allowed and told Lorenzo Kane to get out and then traded Josh Hader <laughs> as well. And from a chemistry perspective, that screwed them up. And then you fast forward and hear, oh, now we have ping pong tables and we're trying to figure out how to get chemistry back together as the team unwound and by that time it was too late yeah for sure and I guess I do think a lot of people tried to lean into that a little bit and talking about that being a factor with their struggles and then you have the other people making fun of that like oh they're so distraught over losing a guy yeah that's one of the things that I get frustrated a little bit I love statistics I love diving into the advanced stuff and trying to figure that all out but at the end of the day you are dealing with humans who have different personalities and they might react positively or negatively to the stuff that happens and to your point you know, you essentially get rid of a couple of veterans who are popular in the clubhouse, who've been there for all the winning years that they've had over the past, you know, five, six seasons. And all of a sudden, it's a, a completely different dynamic. I think people probably are looking around for, okay, who's going to step up and be the leader? Who can I talk to about this? What is going on? Is this a breakdown or a teardown of the of the organization? I mean, even Eric Lauer kind of brought that up in a couple interviews of, you know, we're here right now. We want to win now. And it's understandable. Uh, but the way they were looking at it was is the organization just looking to next year already. They look into two years down the road. And uh, like you said, I think it had a, a really huge impact mentally, emotionally, maybe not for the entire rest of the season, but it put them in a bad spot where they had to fight 
to the end. And uh, really, it was kind of their undoing uh, on top of, obviously, the struggle they had on the field. I was hot. I, that's that's how I would describe my emotion <laughs> about that press conference. Hot, I no, tell you. No, never. Oh, Not you. Hot. No, because look, I mean, at some point, you just have to own up to what all is going on. But there are a couple of things that stood out to me, right? The, this quote sure. from uh, Todd Rosiak, who tweeted it out uh, from Stearns. It was a strange offensive year, no question. Homers are a really good thing in baseball, dot, dot, dot. But I also think, now this is what gets me, but I also think the game calls for certain things during the game and the season, and at times we just didn't get it done uh, in those situations and then goes on to say that we're talking about council because his contract is up after 2023 but he wouldn't offer any specifics on whether talks are underway to extend aren't you essentially questioning council by talking about game calls for certain things during the game and that other quote so my question on this whole thing is this Are, are we getting to the point now with council and Stearns, where maybe we're just not going to go pure analytics. Where maybe we're going to try and hit a ball to the right side and move a runner over. Maybe we are going to try and hit a sacrifice fly. Maybe we're going to start bunting before the month of September during the season now going forward. Maybe that that philosophy may switch when you realize maybe your offense isn't what you thought it was. My guess is they're probably talking, or Stearns is probably talking more in the way of, yes, finding a way to get a run in, a runner over, not necessarily specifically by bunting or trying to hit the other way, but but a little less focus on trying to just constantly hit the ball as hard as you can out of the park. Obviously, like you said, home runs are great. They lead to, they lead to runs, they lead to wins. Um, that is important. But, you know, this is the back and forth that happens with lots of people, whether it's on social media or, or experts talking about, you know, especially old school versus new, new school. Uh, over the course of a season, yeah, bunting all the time might hurt your hurt your value as far as a hitter or how many runs you're scoring uh, or giving up outs by trying to go the other way and because you're still going to struggle to do that at times. But to your point, whether it's September or April, all those wins count the same. So if you're in a situation where you need to just get a runner over, drop a bunt down, not worry about hitting a ball 108 miles an hour off your bat, but just put the ball in play, I think that does become a factor. And you've seen it if you've been watching the playoffs at all. You've already been seeing it from guys. I mean, guys like Harper and Schorber are dropping bunts down because it makes sense. And and perhaps, and I don't know if it would be an organizational thing or something that Stearns and Council have talked about, uh, with the kind of the changing dynamic of the run environment where it's so hard to score, especially hard to get a hit, you know, some of us have been talking about that. Well, maybe you don't need to work for a hit all the time. You get a guy on base, steal second, get him over to third and, and knock him in. And I know it sounds easy and it doesn't always happen that way, but if your emphasis is always on hits and home runs, I just don't see a way you can adjust midseason. So it's something they have to work on. I, I truly believe you have the best hitters in the world, and I understand you have the best pitching in the world, and it's never been better. No, no. But if you take – No, they do not take, have the best hitting in the world, I'm here no, no, to tell well, you. I'm saying, no, 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 I'm, well, I'm no. saying no. <laughs> major league baseball hitters. That oh, you, you take all the major league yeah, baseball okay, hitters. That's, that's what I'm saying. Sure, all right. But my, my point to that is, you know, in BP, yeah, they work on some things here or there. I truly believe if you have guys, and not everybody, but certain guys, take 5 10% of their BP time to work on driving the ball the other way, to work on bunting, and I'm talking game speed against the same type of velocity and movement you see in a the game, they're going to get better at it, sure. and then you can trust them to do it in a game. But the reason they don't even ask them to do it now is because they don't, they don't work on it. So it has to start, and I do think, organizationally, and, and maybe you're seeing that a little bit with the way they drafted. They drafted more contact guys, guys with more speed, uh, and, and maybe it'll be too late because everybody else will make the adjustment, but it seems like they're trying to go in that direction, and then it's a matter 
of, well, what can you do at the major league level and how often do you do it as far as council making those decisions or whoever might be making those calls? Go back to the core comment that he said, right? Well, we got a good core yeah. we want to bring back together and intact. I did this, was it last week or two weeks ago on Twitter? I was like, okay, so of the hitters, who would you be like mad about if they got rid of this offseason? <laughs> right. I got a bunch of people that said nobody. I got a bunch of people. <laughs> the most popular answer I got was Renfro. Uh, and Adamus were the two guys that people wanted back and didn't want to get rid of. And then that was about it. couple for Rowdy Tellez, but that was it. Everybody else, if they get rid of Urias, Yelich, the rest of them, didn't get anybody talking about wanting them back. So from that aspect, I don't care who's in his core. I mean, realistically, the core is Burns, Woodruff. Yeah. That's your core. That's that's where I stop. Because with all due respect, Willie Adamas, he he was he was okay. Yeah. Uh, defensively, he gets lackadaisical at times and makes dumb throws and, and loses focus, I think, a little bit. Hitting wise, he wasn't at the same level as he was the previous year. Hunter Renfro is the one dude on this team that lived up to the back of his baseball card, as the franchise Tim Allen mm-hmm. would say. So him I have no problem with. The rest of these guys. I mean, we can move on and start over. Bring up the young kids. Bring up Terang. Bring up Sal Freilich. Bring up all these guys. And let's all play. And let's move forward. Here's where I do think a little bit sometimes fans and maybe yourself get a little bit too, uh, I think you want to call it forward thinking. If you're going to play all these young guys, then be prepared for a 60-win season. It just does not work that way. Unless you literally have, you know, top 50 in Major League Baseball guys. And even then, they're going to struggle out of the shoot. Not all of them, but most will. Um, so you, if you want to go that youth movement, perfectly fine. Then you might as well deal Burns to get more more guys, deal Woodruff, and, and start an actual rebuild. So you do have to keep guys. And, and part of what I've said to people is I have no problem with guys, you know, like Adamus and Renfro, Celez, uh, even Urias, as long as those are, you know, second half of your lineup. The problem is, and I wrote about this uh, in an article on Brewer Fanatic, the top four guys in the lineup, if you just go by, you know, the player batting first, no matter who it was, player batting second, the Brewers are near the bottom in every category. So they don't have any elite hitters. The bottom of their order actually fared well when you compare the major league, the rest of Major League what Baseball. What about the guy making $26 million? He has to be an elite guy. They're paying him $26 <laughs> freaking million dollars to be a slap hitter right now. I wouldn't say slap hitter. Oh, I would yeah, say on, I would say on, I would say on base runs? guy. Oh, stop. Good God. Yeah, but see, okay, but see, now you're going back to the home run argument. Yes. So you're kind of talking from both sides. Do you want contact or do you want home Listen, run guys? We paid that dude that much <laughs> money for what he did in 2019. And now, yet, uh, Tuesday at the press conference, you know, Sturge is all talking about, well, we think he has more in him. Maybe not 2019, but we think he has more in him. So what was the dude doing in 2018 and 19 <laughs> in those two years that got all that power that you and nobody else thinks he'll ever get back to again? I don't know, man. Whole thing seems questionable to me. <laughs> well, yes, he did get paid for what he did there. And that's typically what happens, as you know, with baseball contracts. They're severely underpaid when they're playing extremely well, and then they get that contract, and eventually they're not going to live up to it. Now, unfortunately, as we all know, Yelich is not living up to that superstar contract. We get that. The people who say he's worth nothing, but, you know, again, that, that doesn't fly either because I don't think people understand the challenge of getting on base and being a run producer, whether it's scoring runs or driving in runs. What's, so that's he, worth? Here there. What's he worth? 10 to 12 million a year? If you, yeah, if he was a free agent, he probably would still be making 10 to 12 million. Fine. So, yes. I wouldn't be complaining. Again, completely at 10 understand 12. he's not making. Yeah. <laughs> I wouldn't be complaining. Right, but, Fine. I'd be good with it. Right. You. But, 
but nobody was complaining when he was making 11 million, but he was actually worth 30, 35 million in those two years. So again, there's gotta be a balance. Now, eventually, you know, I would say at this point, what he's made overall as a brewer by the end of next year, it's probably going to be quote unquote a wash. The problem becomes he's still going to be paid as a superstar after that. So that's that's obviously the issue. I mean, he literally is going to be getting a paycheck from the Brewers for like the next 20 years. I mean, it's psychotic. (laughs) (laughs) Well, that again, and that's, you know, that's the strategy. That's the old Bobby Bonilla strategy, right? Is they trying to spread that out so that in those individual years where he's still playing, he's not technically costing you as much and he's still costing a lot. Uh, but you push that down the road, and maybe when you have one of those really bad three, four years, then that money is not going to matter anyway because you're not spending it. But I don't even know how we got to this point exactly. <laughs> but, see, I mean, I do understand. I think it's start, I'll start with talking about the offense. There's because something that doesn't work with on. the offense. I'm going to yeah. cut you off again because I'm fired up because I don't okay. have a show anymore. This is the thing. <laughs> you were talking about they don't have an elite hitter at the top of the fo- at the top of the line, yep. top four, bottom categories, mm-hmm. and that's why I started screaming and yelling about Yelich because that sure. that is – technically, or was supposed to be the most talented player on the roster. That's who that player is supposed to be. And because he's not, you're stuck because you're in Milwaukee and you're not in New York, Boston, or Chicago. Yeah, I completely agree. He was supposed to be that guy. They... I think that's part of why Stearns was building an offense the way he has, thinking that Yelich would be that guy. And I think they were trying to give him a year or two to see if he could round back to form. Clearly he's not. And and I don't think, like he said, no, he's not going to get back to the 2018, 2019 person, unfortunately. Uh, so they have to, that's why they have to readjust their thinking and they can't go for uh, the thought that we're going to have one star hitter and then a bunch of, you know, up and down guys around them. They need to find a way to, kind of diversify their lineup because I think too many of their guys are the same type. Nobody's really an on-base type guide and everyone else, everyone takes a bunch of pitches and swings and miss a ton. And then they will hit their home runs occasionally. But as we've seen, you just can't rely on that, whether it's over the course of the season or especially when you get to facing good pitching late in the year, game on the line, playoffs, that sort of thing. So they have a lot of decisions to make. They have 18 players that are hitting arbitration or in arbitration. A number of them are their hitters. So I, I, I don't know where they're going to go. They're they're going to they're probably going to make some trades, but uh, I I think it's going to be a really busy off season for them to figure this out. But again, if everyone wants to go with all the youngsters coming up, then expect sixty wins, and you might as well rebuild. That's just it. I mean, you're like, ah, oh, it's going to be a busy off season. Not based on Stearns, and I love David Stearns. If you're listening, I love you. But this is ridiculous. I mean, he says, "quote Our ownership group is highly motivated to keeping this group together." According to Todd Rosick of the Journal Sentinel, that was in regards to a question when he was asked about the possibility of adding talent in the off season. That doesn't sound to me like a team that's going to go spend spend a bunch of free agent money. We brought up McCutcheon. He said, "Well, we're going to stay in contact with him." I mean, come on. I mean, this is, they're going to try and run this thing back at you know two three, four guys to the bullpen and try and do this thing all over again. That's what it looks like to me. Maybe Garrett Mitchell gets a start in center or one of the young guys gets to play in center field with Renfro and Yelich and Rowdy's back at first and the infield is the same again probably. Maybe Bryce Terang at third, Urias at second if they move on from Colton Wall. I think one of their top outfield prospects will be dealt in some kind of trade to bring in a better bat, a more reliant bat somewhere at a position they need, likely third base or second, because I do think they'll move on from Wong. I do think Urias plays better at second and his bat profiles better at second base just because he's not, he's not going to be that consistent power threat at third. Um, but I think they're going to have some, some trades to make just again, looking at all their arbitration numbers. I, I they're not going to be able to keep everybody for certain. So they've probably looked to deal them much like they've, they've done with some guys in the past so they can offload that cost. Uh, but I, I think they will trade one of those, 
those top outfielders, and I think one of them will get a shot opening day to be to be the starting center fielder. My money and my preference would be on Freelich. That's just me. Uh, I know Mitchell had a nice finish to the season. I'm not personally a big fan of his, but maybe uh, what he has shown gives him a little more uh, value to some team out there that's looking for that that speed defense combination. But I do think it's going to be busy from that perspective. Some trades, some guys, they might just non-tender and say, you know, we're just going to move on. And that, yes, they're not going to make any big slash free agency. We would all, we would all be shocked at that. And if they bring McCutcheon back, then I think, uh, I think the entire base Brewers world will explode because that it did not work out for them. I understood the thinking they used him way too much, especially against right-handed pitching. And uh, it really hurt them in the long run. Here's Tim Muma. We'll do this again, and maybe I'll yell just as much. But I had a vent to somebody, and you got to be the lucky guy I got to vent to about this whole thing. I was just I love it. fuming. As I'm going through all of this, I'm like, you got to be kidding me. Like, how can you look yourself in the mirror and go, yep, you know what? We'll be better next year with the same group. And I understand, like, the shift is going to go away. So maybe guys like Rowdy mm-hmm. Tallas and stuff will have better averages and better on-base percentages. But will it be that much of a difference by just getting rid of the shift for the Brewers? And you would think it would be make a difference for every other team, too. It will, uh, but I do think a couple of things I've read and listened to, Telez was one of the top three, four guys in baseball that based on the numbers versus the shift and where he hits baseballs, that he's going to benefit. Like That's how much it has hurt him. So that's why I would necessarily, you know, it'd probably be a good idea to have him back at least to see how that plays out. Uh, but I do agree with you. And, and look, Stearns, like just about every general manager, is, is going to give you that management-type speak. Uh, where he's not going to give away too much. He's going to say where he likes all these guys. He wants all them because if they do stick around, you, you can't have this, you can't have this idea that he's uh, so disappointed in these individual players. Like he can be disappointed. It didn't work out, but if you're pointing specific guys out, you know, you know, oh, it's never going to work. You don't have to do that, but, but you don't have to commit to a core. You could have said, Hey man, I'm not happy. You know, we expect to be in the playoffs pretty much every year here. I'm not happy. Craig Council's not happy. People in the front office, Mark's not happy. You know, we're going to evaluate this thing and figure out how to make it better next year. You don't got to start committing to, oh, you know, uh, offensively this and bring back our core that. Like, I mean, I, and he does it all with a smile, which makes you love him even more. But <laughs> golly, man. Well, Stearns and uh, Braun definitely came from the same school of, you know, PR speak and, and, and business speak. And, and they even sound and look alike in many ways. But uh, I would say that, truthfully, if they did run back the same team, not saying I want them to, not saying they should, they'd probably be around the same win total. You catch right. a few breaks, you have a, a little bit better bullpen, you win the division, and maybe you – I mean, look, at the, they almost had the same team in 2021, and technically their offense was better this year. They almost had the same team in 2021, won the division easily. In fact, they almost didn't have to play a meaningful game for three weeks, and then maybe that hurt them. So you can see their thinking, and this is how they work. This is their process. Of course, as a fan – and even I think a lot of people who have played the game or, or, or really invested in it, you want to see that extra push. You want to see them make that turn because like you and myself and many Brewers fans, we've seen really bad seasons. Now we've had you know success, at least in terms of wins and getting the playoffs, but we still have not gotten even close to winning that championship. And uh, in the end, I at this point, I would gladly take a championship and then have to have 
crummy years for five, ten seasons again because I've already it. been down that road and had no reward from it. Been so. saying it forever. I'll, I'll be the Marlins. I Buy know. me a championship and suck for five years. That's fine. <laughs> At I this mean, point, totally for fine. sure. Yes, I'm totally fine 100%. with it. I've lived through crappy years yeah. the majority of my life. Like, I'm fine with it. And again, this you could say this is the golden years of, of Brewers baseball or whatever with all the playoffs they've made and everything else since uh, Doug Melvin and David Stearns have taken over, but kind of like the Badgers football program, now you want the next step. Now you want right. them to make the next step, and they can't seem to get over the hump. Tim Uma, BrewerFanatic.com. Check them out. It's a great, great read. They do a lot of great stuff uh, over there as well. Uh, and Tim, uh, what's the latest up at Brewer Fanatic? Uh, doing some end-of-season award stuff. We'll start getting into off-season moves, arbitration, trades, uh, and of course you can look through uh, kind of the end of the year what we were talking about with that as well. So as you said, lots of terrific stuff, and if you're interested in minor leagues, uh, lots of information there because we know we have a lot of good talent coming up through the system. BrewerFanatic.com. Follow Tim on Twitter at Tim underscore Muma. Tim, thanks so much. Thank you, Sparky. That's another Milwaukee Sports timeout. Next time, maybe I won't yell as much. Maybe I will. Tune in. I don't got a show, so I got to vent somehow. Have a good one. Toodles. We get it. Attention spans just aren't what they used to be. Heads in social media and eyes on Netflix. But what do people do with their ears? Well, for one, they're listening to audio. Americans spend 4.4 hours with audio every day. Oh, and you want the proof? Well, you just sat through this ad that's now approaching 30 seconds. What could you say to a potential customer in 30 seconds? Let Odyssey put together a media plan tailor-made for your unique marketing needs. Advertise with Odyssey. Visit ads.odyssey.com.